So this guy, St. Thomas Aquinas, was like, listen, boys, I'm going to tell you why land animals are no good during Lent and you can fish it up, all right? And his justification was that land animals are tastier and therefore lustier and therefore makes you like a lusty boy who wants to have sex because you're having land animals. <laughs> so you should only eat fish because they taste worse than land animals and therefore are less lusty and will make you want to have less sex. And I'm like, okay. wow, this let man me, is right. Let me, let me say, if that were to be a man today, I feel like this guy would just be a man who gets turned on by huge chunks of meat on his plate. Like a steak is just like, oh my God, that really gets me going, man. And today, they'd be like, all right, that's his weird fucking fetish. Back in the 1200s, he had to disguise that and be like, no, it's we all get pretty fucking turned on by this big hunk of meat. Right, guys? His wife is like, Roger, how come every time we drive by Arby's, you slow down and stare out the window and like almost always rear end the person in front of you? What's that about? It's like those Carl's Jr. and Hardee's commercials. With the, <laughs> yeah, those are super horny. Yes, it's the the woman and she has like a huge burger. This guy would just go insane for those commercials. He would go out of his fucking mind. I feel that's the hair metal of fast food. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Lyric Boys podcast. I am Lucian Flores and with me is Andrew Stieglitz and this is a podcast where we take one of our favorite bands or musicians or solo acts, whatever, and we pick 10 of their their funniest, their most ridiculous, their most absurd lyrics and we talk about it. We use those lyrics for a jumping off point for decent to mediocre analysis, but grade A laughs, am I right? <laughs> so this is going to be a doozy of an episode this is going to be a, a solid episode this is the type of episode you're going to want to tell your friends we're going to cover nirvana in this one andrew are you excited for for nirvana lyrics absolutely amazing so before we get into it i'll say wherever you're listening to this podcast wherever you're watching this podcast we appreciate it we appreciate you tuning in and if you can give us a you know a little subscribe a little follow you know, at your own pace. We don't want to rush this relationship. Once you feel comfortable. Let's start. Consent Sorry. is the name of the game. Hell yeah. The word is comfortable. That's what I was trying to say. Once you feel comfortable liking, liking us, subscribing, following us, we, we feel, we'd appreciate that. That would make us feel really good. And <laughs> hey, what's in it for you? You'll never miss an episode. They'll always come to you. The episodes will find you no matter where you are. They'll oh, find you. We we will track you down. Another place to find this podcast is on beatspermanent.com. They're a cool website for music and music reviews and stuff. And they've got good taste. And if you're feeling stagnant about finding music, go check them out. All right. That's it. That's everything. We're done with that. Andrew, let's just say I'm somebody and I'm like, I don't know what Nirvana is. I've heard the name. I've seen the Bart Simpson parody Nevermind posters. But what is Nirvana? Oh, yeah. So if you are a person like that, I will say welcome to your first year of life on Earth. Uh, you probably don't speak English yet, but I will, uh, I'll try and communicate with you as best I can. So Nirvana, uh, they were a band from uh, around 1987 until 1994. 
and uh, Wikipedia, our favorite website, will <laughs> classify their genres as alternative rock, grunge, and hard rock. Thanks, so Wikipedia. From, I was looking out for us. Yes. Thank you. Wikipedia has the knowledge. So from what I understand, uh, they were the biggest band on the planet. Uh, in the early 90s uh, There was nobody bigger I was obviously a wee tot at that time But yeah. um, Quite, quite I, a wee tot Quite a wee tot I, I know that they rose Pretty meteorically Pretty very quickly um, To absolute stardom By like 1991 With the release of their album Their second album Nevermind So basically taking on a little little journey Through their career um, they formed in 87 by Kurt Cobain and Chris Novoselic. They went through a number of drummers, uh, including Chad Channing, who was the drummer on Bleach, and a number of singles released pre-Nevermind, Bleach being their first album. Uh, after Chad left, they ended up with Dave Grohl, the current frontman of the Foo Fighters, uh, and he was their drummer until the end of their career in 94. And right after that, he went on to form the Foo Fighters, and he's continued to drum in bands like Queens of the Stone Age uh, and a lot of other side projects. Also, could you, could you, can, could you call Nirvana the daddies of grunge music? Did I would call them, the, the, yeah, oh yeah. The grunge, do they uh, plant the seed of grunge? Yes, they, I think that grunge started and ended with them, pretty much. I mean, there were like, bands who were sort of carrying on the torch, torch in the late 90s. But after Nirvana collapsed, or I shouldn't say collapsed, after they disbanded, um, yeah, grunge sort of stopped becoming a thing. But more importantly than forming a, this new genre of grunge, what Wikipedia, our favorite website, would also say, which is, I'll give a little anecdote from my life too, is that, so this is pulled straight from Wikipedia, a cultural pheno phenomenon of the 1990s. Nevermind was certified diamond by the RIAA, the Recording Institute of America, and is credited for ending the dominance of hair metal. So oh, what's interesting about that... No more. Yes, and what I love about that is that this is, this is one of the things I love besides just like everything about Nirvana. One of the things that I specifically love is that the 80s, uh, especially rock, especially 80s rock was classified by very loud reverby drums. The snare drum just like being oh, super... Oh, the gated reverb? Yes, super reverby. The guitars also being super reverby. The hair being stupid and ridiculous. The costumes being absurd. The the cheesy, the ultimate cheesy, terrible, just like not, it just like threatening to end rock and roll as we know it, right? <laughs> Bands like Twisted Sister and Quiet Riot and like all that. White like, Snake. White Snake, yeah. And so Nirvana came in and they were like, fuck all of that shit. We're not going to do that. We are just going to play like what we understand as like classic punk rock. And that's what I think they were sort of trying to do when they first formed is like just anything but that. And they ended up forming Grudge because they're very unique. But they were just like anything that's not this terrible bullshit. Please bring back rock from the dead. And so by bringing back Rock from the Dead, they had to kill the beast, which is hair metal. And what's interesting is that I interned at 
uh, when I was in high uh, when I was in college, I interned at a classic rock radio station, one hundred two point three WBAB, which is a Long Island's classic rock station. And I was two point three WBUB interning interned by Andrew Stieglitz. That's right, Andrew on the mic. Yes, WAB. And so what? So what I would do? What? Yes, W. Shut the fuck up. So what I would do is uh, shadow a DJ on one of the days of my internship. And I shadowed this guy who, if you're from Long Island, you know him. And I almost feel bad saying his name, but I'm going to say it because he's a nice guy. And he's been a DJ on BAB for a really, really long time. Uh, and his his name was Fingers. That was his DJ name. Okay. And he's it's this like fingers on the bab every yeah. weeknight on Long Island's only radio station. Yeah, yeah. According to like people fifty and over, yes, that's Long Island's only radio station. So interning there, um, Nirvana was starting to become this was in like twenty twelve. They were starting to get some play on classic rock stations because it had been that long. Mm-hmm. And um Fingers was like, man, when Nirvana came, Fingers was also like 50 years old, maybe maybe even older, biker guy, super long blonde hair, tattoos, just like leather jacket wearing biker rocker dude. I just want to know how he got his nickname, but that's for another time. That's for the <laughs> Lyric Boys after dark. <laughs> he actually told us and it wasn't that like it wasn't like sexual or anything. I don't I honestly don't remember, but it was I'm just sure like, it was it. It's probably it was like, like a boring story to control yeah. the music. But he told me, he was like, uh, man, when Nirvana came in, that's when it all went to hell. That's when rock died, in my opinion. And I was like, that's so f- interesting because somebody, the generation before you or the generation younger than you would say the equal and opposite thing, which is like when Nirvana came in, that's when rock was reborn. That's when like, that's when whatever was killing rock went to die and rock became like a new thing which I would 100% agree with. I feel like there's this ebb and flow with rock music where it's like there's time periods where rock, there's like popular rock that is just so cock rocky, right? Mm -hmm. It's like bravado and like, what? Butt rock. I said cock rock. Cock rock, but butt rock too. Are you talking about like butt rock, the specific genre of butt rock? Do you know butt rock? I'm talking about... No, I don't know that. I'm thinking like Led Zeppelin or even like The Who and uh, just like very like bands are going to wear really tight jeans and not wear shirts and just be very sexual. And like the rock music itself is going to mm-hmm. have is gonna, the Rolling Stones going to be very sexual. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes like, oh, we're new wave now. We're all nerds and we use keyboards. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, we're coming back to super sexy, but this time even more sexy. Like we're a twisted <laughs> sister and we're like, <laughs> Our pants are tighter and we're more shirtless than before. Yeah. And then like Nirvana's like, all right, never mind. Still got, we're going to be uh, unsexy again. And then mm-hmm. it just, it goes back and forth. Right. And it's funny to meet people who are like so very much into one camp. Cause I've met people that are like very into like, of course, I mean, those are great bands like Zeppelin and the who and the mm-hmm. Stones, whatever. Yeah, yeah. but there's people who like, like that's the cl- like who only want to be like a classic rock god and that like mm-hmm. time period has kind of passed and it's fun to see that in like 2021 mm-hmm. anyway that's nirvana they were signed quick fun thing they were signed to sub pop uh for bleach mm. and sub pop is still a huge like mm-hmm. indie record label that puts out a lot of great bands today cool 
I think one last thing to say about Nirvana is just that Kurt Cobain is one of those mythical figures in in music history as well, right? He died or he committed suicide at like 27 years old, part of the 27 Club. And I think there's just, that was one thing that digging to the lyrics I found pretty depressing is like, because when his lyrics were depressing and then knowing how his life ends, you're like, oof. Mm-hmm. that's sad and of course we're probably going to avoid most of those but uh that was definitely something when that because the nirvana is a band i like i know but i've never been like a huge nirvana fan like i just don't i don't like I, they just weren't part of my life growing up so it was fun to dig into it now and kind of listen to them for one of the first times in a while uh yeah anyway without further ado you want to get into these lyrics yeah, I do. They do have some... The, why I requested Nirvana, besides them being one of my favorite bands, is that they have... Or Kurt, rather, has absolutely insane lyrics besides the sad stuff. It's just like a lot of it is just like fucking crazy. So this is going to be mm-hmm. fun. I agree. So yeah, hit us with your first Nirvana le- uh, lyrics, Andrew. My first Nirvana lyric comes from the absolute classic song lithium from the album Nevermind. and uh the lyric is i'm so ugly that's okay because so are you and then later he goes i'm so lonely that's okay i shaved my head so some weird uh justifications there for uh feeling the way he's feeling a little passive aggressive on the i'm so ugly that's okay so are you I just, don't think just that, a little uh, bit we're saying even <laughs> yeah I don't think I'd want to hear that from a, a lover or a partner who's like feeling down about themselves and they're like please just tell me I'm beautiful because I just feel so ugly but that's okay because so are you it's like whoa I didn't even get to fucking compliment you yet it's like someone yeah you don't want that you don't want someone to be like oh man I'm so fucking depressed and I'm ugly and nobody likes me but then again all those words describe you so camaraderie am I right friendship it's the best <laughs> yeah so maybe we should get together yeah. um, the I'm so lonely that's okay I shaved my head I feel like people actually do that like they're just like oh, yeah. I'm bored I'm gonna dye my hair a weird color yes <laughs> absolutely there's definitely a thing when people are like kind of going through shit where they're just like the new me have you ever done that have you ever like specifically taken a day and be like here's my new look no i very much don't want to do that me neither in the sense that i I, like i think that i I just don't want to make any like rash decisions that's like oh man i'm feeling down or feeling different now let me let me do something different yeah yeah i uh even when I get a haircut, I'm like, mm. oh, my God, like, should I ask them for something different? There's always that thing in my head where I'm like, should, will today be the day that I ask for something different? And it never, ever, ever, ever is. You got to do it. What would I go do? go out of your comfort zone. What would I do? Just like, what if I just like shaved my head straight, like a line straight down the middle? So I have hair on either sides, but there's just like a half an inch of bald that's going all around my head. You can that could do be that. a look. That you're that's the thing you can totally do that I can t- I've thought that too like what would I look like as a shaved head man and it I've never seen that I did in ninth grade make the specific choice to grow my hair long and kept it that way until co- until like midway through college and that was a specific choice I remember that summer I remember the summer going into ninth grade where I was like this is gonna be it 
I'm getting long hair. And my family would all be like, wow, hair's getting long when you're getting that haircut. And I'd be like, when I'm 40, because I'm young and angsty. That's the uh, hair metal phase of your life. Yeah, it was. That was yeah, your hair, sure. your, your twisted sister, your twisted sister phase, your white snake phase. You're like, here I go again on my own. The only song I like from that era is um, We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister. Yeah, it's a fun song. There's a couple that are like fun in moderation or like if they came on at the right time under the right level of sobriety, mm, you'd be yes. like, hell yes. I'd With rather right hear level that. Of lack than, of sobriety. Yes. I'd rather hear that, for example, than like Journey, you know? Oh my God. But Journey is part of that. Are they, They're not hair metal, but they're like part of that like cheesy rock. Yeah. 80s rock. Bon Jovi is part of that. Although living on a prayer under the right sobriety and the right circumstances could get everybody singing. Yeah. Although there's like some fun in it. I like, I don't know. There's, there's some fun in that period of time. I, I yeah, do appreciate sure, sure, some sure. good 80 cheese, 80s cheese, especially. Um, there's another like lyric that you skip this one that also is like in the same part of the song that goes, I'm so happy. Cause today I found my friends. They're in my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> you don't want to hear that from your, like, child or your friend. <laughs> yeah, your like, kid comes hey. home from school. <laughs> you're like, well, you look happier today. Like, you finally make new friends. And you're like, I did. They're all in my head. Well, great. That's like The Shining. Yes. <laughs> it is like the type of thing a creepy child says in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the the ghost friend that always, like, tells... Tells him to murder. You want to hit me with your second lyric? My first lyric. Oh, your first lyric. Yeah. All right. Don't rush me. (laughs) Do not. Do not. So sorry. Dare. I deserve. My my voice is powerful and I deserve a platform. (laughs) All right. So my first Nirvana lyric comes from the album In Utero and it's from the song Very Ape. And the lyric is, if you ever need anything please don't hesitate to ask someone else first. So burn an absolute burn (laughs) savage, bro. (laughs) It's to me, there is a very specific vibe I got from that lyric. Other than it's like funny tongue in cheek is that it's the type of t-shirt. I imagine like a kind of like, like a parent who thinks they're being like quote unquote naughty wears. Mm -hmm. Who's like, like, it's it's like I could either see that like on a T-shirt or on like one of those placards that someone puts on a wall. And it's like, Haha, check it out. And it's, it's like, like uh, it's like one of those like souvenir T-shirt shop things that you mm-hmm. see on like the Jersey Shore, where yes. it's just like, uh, I used to like people and then they ruined it for me. Or like, yeah, one of those like that I would never ever wear. No. <laughs> I'm f- just to paint the picture I have low standards for shirts I am wearing a tie-dye shirt from Subway sandwiches and still <laughs> I would not wear a shirt of something that's just like oh humans we all suck ain't it true king yeah. like I hate that vibe <laughs> so much from shirts yeah because it's like all right imagine <laughs> just imagine you're wearing a shirt that says like if you ever need anything don't Please don't hesitate to ask someone first. And then like your car catches fire and a fire truck goes by and you're like waving it down. And it's like the irony of ever needing something from anyone when you have a shirt that like, mm, I'm a solo king. Like no one bother me. I won't bother you guys. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it just screams, those kinds of shirts just scream like, I have never, ever looked at a woman in my life. <laughs> or I've never had a friend other than the ones in my head. Yeah. Yeah, There's exactly. a shirt I sometimes see in the tourist shops of New York City. If you mm. know that city, uh, Heard of shout it. out. <laughs> but um, there, you've probably seen this shirt. It just says, fuck your fucking face. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, all right. Probably won't wear that around town. <laughs> Who's fucking buying that shit? <laughs> because the New York City is like... They, they, their, their image of New York City is just like everybody walking around muttering "fuck your fucking face" under their breath, which isn't untrue. <laughs> but it's know. also like if you wear a shirt, sort of a poser thing, right? Like if you have to yes. wear a shirt that says "fuck your fucking face," then you don't say it often enough in your life, in a real sense, to warrant wearing that shirt. If that it's makes also, any sense, I feel like all this could also be a bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. I would love like a therapist wearing this shirt though. <laughs> and they show up to like I, I their, would, uh, their session and, and their <laughs> their like patient says something and they're just like Nope. I would prefer a therapist that had a tie-dye subway sandwich shirt. Because that is warm and inviting. Yes, I think we would all prefer that over a shirt that says please don't don't hesitate to ask someone else first. I did but like also, those shirts when I was younger, like going to like, I specifically remember there was a souvenir shop in Lake George, New York, upstate. Oh, yeah. Shout and out I, Lake George. Shout out. We used to go there quite often um, a num- for a number of summers when I was younger to vacation. And uh, there was always this one t-shirt shop, which was massive on like the main street. Yeah. And it had all of those types of shirts. And I thought it's a lot of them had like raunchy stuff on it, like curses and stuff. And I just thought as like a 10 year old, I was like, this is the funniest place in the world. It's clever, man. I love it. This is the best place in the world. <laughs> the funniest. <laughs> oh man. Love it. You want to hear my second lyric? Give... Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> my second lyric is from the song. One of my, Probably my favorite Nirvana song, but it's it's kind of a toss-up, so I'm not sure. I will hmm. say one of my favorites, uh, the song Breed off of Nevermind. And the lyric is, I don't mean to stare. We don't have to breed. We could plant a house. We could build a tree. I don't even care. We could have all three. And uh, this just sounds like a guy who's so absolutely out of his mind blindly horny that he can't even think he confuses his words he's like we don't have to have sex or anything i'm fine i'm i'm strong to me this kind of comes across as like a weird dr seuss novel it's because like it's the guy from different eggs and ham it's the guy from green eggs and ham like in his like like adulthood like after puberty because in that book, he's just talking to rhymes. He's like, he's he's suggesting absurd things that don't really make sense. He's freaking offering green eggs and ham. Like, that's the thing. Then he's older and he's like pounding the same dude again. And he's like, we could plant a house. We can build a tree. We can have all three. And the guy's like, all right, stop fucking coming on to me. Like, I, I rejected <laughs> you years ago. Stop. Just stop. All right. One of the uh, one of the words I don't think Doctor Seuss would use, but maybe he would. I don't know. Is probably the word breed. I think that that's like, unless he's talking about like 
we need to breed uh more green eggs and ham so that we can continue like a, a weird word for like make more of there's something just so off-putting about the word breed yeah. like yeah it's terrible it's a terrible <laughs> word like if you see a pregnant woman <laughs> and you go up to her and you're like oh so a dear lady uh did you breed i see you may have made you tip, a fawn you tip your fedora and you say <laughs> "Milady, i see you have bread today or like a pushy parent that's like like when are you gonna give me kids instead of that it, or like when are you gonna give me a grandkid it's like when are you gonna breed it's just it's a be- it's a good word to use on a farm a bad word to use literally everywhere else i feel like planting houses and building trees is the future though that's where technology is going to bring us. Mm. I don't know what that means, but okay. All right. <laughs> you want to hear my second lyric? Yeah, I do. It's from Nevermind, the album. And it's from the song In Bloom. So the lyric is, he's the one who likes all our pretty songs. And he likes to sing along and he likes to shoot his gun but he don't know what it means. Don't know what it means. And I say, yeah. All right. So yeah, this song is about like Nirvana fans or who just people who like the music but don't really know what it means, right? So once again, the lyric boys, that's who we're talking about. Mm-hmm, absolutely. People who listen to the lyrics and don't understand any of them. And this song could be 100% about us. This should be our theme song. <laughs> yeah. But I do like that image because there are plenty of people who don't listen to song meanings or lyrics or anything right and they're like damn this song is so good and when you look at the lyrics you're like wait a minute um that's bizarre and i mean yes that was the impetus for the podcast is listening to music we like and being like wait a minute that's lyric that's nuts but there this has someone shooting his gun right Mm -hmm. so like i'm imagining just like some like good old country boy on the back of a nice pickup shooting a gun, drinking some American lagers, listening to like just classic anti-gun songs <laughs> like Ohio by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young being like, this song slaps. This is American music. Ohio is a state I respect and love. And I'm there, shooting my gun. What is funny about that is that that shit happens all the time. There all the time I see comments people being like you know these this band needs to stay out of politics or like like where'd you get like like tom morello was uh is like super active on twitter and and uh instagram politically and people are like dude just stick to making music and it's like he's in a band called rage against the fucking machine what do you think his whole entire agenda he has a guitar that literally says arm the homeless what he do you just, think his agenda is? He doesn't like PCs. He just wants to smash them or something like office space. <laughs> that's what I assume that's what is his vibe. Think. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking, I mean, that's, I was honestly thinking of Paul Ryan. So if you don't know who Paul Ryan is, mm. he's a former Republican congressman. And he said his, in an interview, his favorite band is Rage Against the Machine, who is oh basically God. like. That's who I'm talking about. Yeah. And Tom Morello was like. <laughs> who do you think the machine I'm talking about is (laughs) like, like, sir, you embody the machine. How man, imagine that, imagine being that fucking stupid. And then not only imagine being that stupid because look, we're stupid, but we're not that stupid. And being that self unaware that like, then imagine being that 
self-unaware and having somebody vote for you who is arguably more unself-aware and more stupid because they're like they're like yeah what's wrong with that the other image i got was like a a cop just blasting like run the jewels Mm -hmm. and it made me laugh cop blasting (laughs) fuck the police there's like uh that scene in super bad yeah when they when they bust in the party and he's dancing to fuck the police or he's dancing to one of those songs mm-hmm. my third lyric is from the song milk it from the album in utero it's, it's coincidentally my favorite verb to milk yes <laughs> favorite command rather can, can you uh <laughs> can you milk my cereal real quick <laughs> it's a little dry uh the, the lyric is, I own my own pet virus. I get to pet and name her. Her milk is my shit. My shit is her milk. And this sounds like an elementary school like show and tell where a really <laughs> fucked up five-year-old is presenting his imaginary friend, possibly one of the friends who lives in Kurt Cobain's <laughs> head. And it is alarming. His milk is my shit. My shit is his milk. It's a beautiful thing. We get along great. <laughs> like, uh, Tommy, um, maybe we should talk to your parents about your friend who is your pet virus. Uh, pet virus. Great, 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 uh, great foresight by Kirk Cobain to, hmm. pr- to predict COVID. That's right. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, have you ever done a show and tell ever in your elementary school years? I showed my talents and I told my truth and everybody loved me. Wow. But that's mature for an elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't remember particularly. Oh yeah. I I, I remember once I didn't really bring anything that exciting, but, um, nor do I remember any hijinks worthy of telling on this podcast. All right. So, uh, cut that perhaps mm. and, and ask me a more interesting question no one okay. thing i will say though unless you have a show and tell story no i don't I actually all right so pet virus viruses are tiny not really great pets hmm. probably one of the worst that you can have but um let's just say you can like supersize viruses to make them as big as say like a guinea pig would you then at all be interested in owning a pet virus hmm besides the fact that it would try and kill me all the time it's probably worse than owning like a pet monkey you know because people do that and they definitely try and kill you but a virus is like specifically designed to kill you so probably not i've uh yeah i do not want a pet virus i don't think it would enjoy (laughs) being pet nor would it be a good lap animal one thing that um I saw the other day, I think I told you about this when we were in um, the Everglades, but there was this video I saw about this dude in Pennsylvania who has like a a therapy alligator, Mm. which is not a thing. (laughs) And I think he just like (laughs) felt like he just like paid money online to like get a card that's like my alligator is a therapy support alligator. The video was super charming. I was charmed by this friendly alligator that just sits there all day and does nothing. And the guy's like, 
this alligator is my best friend. We get along so well. I bring him to bars. People play with him. People take pictures with him. And alligators are just, let's just say, animals that don't feel love for anything or anyone or... Much like really, yourself. Yeah, just like myself. Me and alligators. Two, two peas in the same pod, baby. <laughs> he, alligators are my shit and I'm alligator's milk or whatever. <laughs> um, and the video, just this fucking alligator looks so docile and peaceful. But it's just like, all right. That that's like one of those things like similar to like Kurt Cobain's depressing lyrics where you're like, this is gonna end badly. Someone needs <laughs> oh, to come in here and and like give this guy a dog or like a, a chihuahua like a guinea pig or, or or any animal, a hamster, like take like give him if, three al- three hamsters, all right? Like That is a type of guy where <clears throat> if anybody tried to take away his pet alligator. If any kind of government agency came in and was like, hey, you re- this is going to kill you. You really can't have it. He'd be like, I'll fucking kill myself before you government pigs get me. It's the type of thing you see on Twitter. Like they take the government takes away this man's alligator and people are like heartbroken to hear about this man whose poor alligator was taken from me. That <laughs> alligator gave him so much joy, like free gator. And then they give the gator back, and it's like the gator kills him in two years. And they're like, well, <laughs> that's how he wanted to it, go out, doing uh, what he loved. Fucking turns his out gator. We uh, interviewed the gator, and he's actually super racist. So uh, fuck that guy, gator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's up? Is it you? I think you're up. It's me. I just laughing i'm laughing at your jokes all right and if i'm laughing then hopefully the audience is laughing and if they're not well uh we'll do better all right we'll do better we'll be better for you okay so let's try my third lyric is from something in the way from Nevermind. great the lyric quiet song yeah it is a quiet song it's uh so it's one of the, one of their slow jams, if you will. This is the type of Nirvana song that would play at a school prom when you're trying to get a little romantic. <laughs> okay, so probably not, but okay. <laughs> the DJ is just like, all right, these kids, this is what they want. Yep. Uh, the lyric is, and I'm living off of grass and the drippings from the ceiling. It's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings. Mm. So, once again, not in a great state. A lot of these songs, I'm just like, not in a great state. <laughs> but this is the type... So, the first thing I thought of was like, it sounds like a cult leader who's just like bullshitting things. And mm. it's just like, all right, here's how you live. Uh, and here's how you get to heaven. Eat grass. All right, this is healthy. Uh, drip Drippings off the ceiling. They come from um, um, God. God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause you know, and and also like, where can you eat drippings off of ceilings other than like caves? When, One thing like, we do in this cult is we make really hot soup and then we splash it all over the place, and whatever drips from the ceiling, that is manna from God. That is manna from God. And then it's okay to eat fish; they don't have any feelings. He's just like this guy's just like spouting everything. He's like, all right, all right, all right. Here's my religion. I, I made it. Um, <laughs> Hastily done. Yes. It is there. There are the things like that that are in religions that you're just like occasionally happen, and you're like, "Why did we decide that?" 
<laughs> so yeah, that's like a lot of traditions. Yeah. Are just like I don't get it. But some guy two thousand years ago like blinked twice, and now we all have to blink twice. Hell yeah, we put the Christmas tree up, and then uh, this uh, this this rotund man with his army of elves gives me presents. Fuck yeah. I think that's a great tradition, the Christmas tree. I genuinely love a good Christmas tree. I would love a nice year-round tree, though. I think other holidays need to start getting in the, the tree game. Mm. So this I, this lyric took me down a, a big Googling rabbit hole that I spent too much time on. All right. So <laughs> I found a bunch of debates about people debating the ethics of whether you can eat fish or not. Which is, it's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings. The unemployment rate is very high. And these are what the people are doing with their time. It was a lot of people getting very mad at each other and it's very funny to observe. Just for no fucking reason. For no reason. Well, basically, people would like... First of all, there are people who are like confused about what a vegetarian is and they just go on the internet and be like, why do vegetarians eat fish? (laughs) Or they'll be like... Is a vegetarian to eat fish, which, you know, like, no, right? Because vegetarian is someone who doesn't eat any animals, right? Um, And then people would get very mad. And then I found, like, an angry vegan message board. And then I just found a lot of things that were very funny. But I found a story, all right? This rabbit hole took me to a story, so there's a purpose here. All right, okay. I'm excited for the story. The story is of St. Thomas Aquinas, okay. <laughs> who was a friar from Italy in the 1200s. All right. You, you heard of him? Nope. You heard of this <laughs> Genuinely saint? have not heard of him. <laughs> but okay. So there's a thing in, in the Christian religion and during Lent where you're not allowed to eat like, or, or part of Lent, I don't really know, but you're not allowed to eat like cows and and beef and 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 pigs but you're allowed to eat fish right okay so this guy saint thomas aquinas was like listen boys i'm gonna tell you why land animals are no good during lent and you can fish it up all right and his justification was that land animals are tastier and therefore lustier and therefore makes you like a lusty boy who wants to have sex because you're having land animals, so you should only eat fish because they taste worse than land animals and therefore are less lusty and will make you want to have less sex. And I'm like, okay. wow, this let man me, is right. Let me, let me say, back in those days, okay, the, we didn't understand individual thought of like, some people have weird fetishes some people have certain mental illnesses that we don't quite understand. We just think every person <clears throat> thinks and acts basically the same way we do, right? That that was the thought back in like the 1200s or whatever. If that were to be a man today, I feel like this guy would just be a man who gets turned on by huge chunks of meat on his plate. Like a steak is just like, oh my God, that really gets me going, man. And today, they'll be like, all right, that's his weird fucking fetish. Back in the 1200s, he had to disguise that and be like, no, it's we all get pretty fucking turned on by this big hunk of meat. <laughs> right, guys? His wife is like, Roger, how come every time we drive by Arby's, you slow down and stare out the window and like almost always rear end the person in front of you? What's that about? 
It's like those Carl's Jr. and Hardee's commercials with the <laughs> Yeah, those are super horny. Yes, it's the the woman and she has like a huge burger. Uh, this guy would just go insane for those commercials. He would go out of his fucking mind. I feel that's the hair metal of fast food. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> along yes. yeah, along with the like Horse Light Twins commercials where uh-huh. they would just cut to sing good things about football and beer and then just cut to two women and go and twins and like there was a guitar solo and everyone at home was like yes twins the pinnacle of existence of happiness is twins yeah i, I mean those are, the hair metal audience are the is the audience that goes for like that stuff that's like honey we gotta get carl's and carl's jr and hardy's fucking look at this hot lady selling me burgers Hell yeah, I got I go to Starbucks every day when 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 they got that that broad on the cup of it, right, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> I want to see a Starbucks commercial with that same lady, and she just pours scalding hot coffee all over herself. <laughs> I wanted to start a religion now devoted to like this vibe of hair metal and twins, where twins are just like enlightenment. <laughs> it's like heaven is twins. Yeah, I, I I remember that commercial a little bit, and just being like. I don't understand. Like, is this something that men? I'm like, I'm a straight man, but like, I don't understand. Do other straight men like what's going on? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, nothing like a Carl's Jr. or Hardee's commercial to just be a really extremely long thirty seconds that you're like, all right, this is uh, this is weird. <laughs> really uncomfortable too, because you'll be like. Like watching like with NBC like News at six with your yeah with your grandma or like watching Jeopardy, and then just really? like porn comes on your TV with like a burger. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It's seven fifteen. And your grandfather is just like, he's already gone. He's yeah, he's, he's, like, <laughs> he's out the door. He comes Got in his... with like fifty Carl's Jr. burgers. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. So my fourth lyric, I believe. Is from the song Mexican Seafood, which is a deep cut because it's from the album Insecticide, which is a compilation album of non-album singles that were just sort of released sporadically. Um, and so this, these lyrics are, Now I vomit, cum, and diarrhea on the tile floor like oatmeal pizza. Oh, fill my toilet bowl full of a cloudy pus. I feel the blood becoming chowder rust. I got to actually say, I didn't think that I, that the lyric would get me the way it did. Like reading it and saying it, like my stomach actually kind of hurts right now. Um, But it just reminded me of a guy who, uh, his brain just got so fucked up from too much Taco Bell that he doesn't even know how to describe the, what's happening to him right now. We've been there. We've all been We've there. We've all been there. I was almost there like Monday night on Memorial Day. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting to uh, to sing about, you know, a bad Taco Bell experience, perhaps, Mexican seafood. I mean, he was just like, yeah, I'll try the, uh, the filet fish from Taco Bell. So, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just like ignore for a moment vomiting, cum and diarrhea and cloudy puss. But basically, I just want to talk about oatmeal pizza. Oh my god, that's, dude! That uh, that 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 
that actually got me because the visual of that. Mm. Mm-mm. Like that, it like, uh, uh, uh. I'm just imagining a nice little oatmeal pizza served at my favorite Italian restaurant. And then well, they order, the when Italians... you order an oatmeal pizza, they slap you and they're like, what's the matter? You ordering this oatmeal That's pizza? That's what I was going to say. What do you think the Italians would like more? You ordering oatmeal pizza or pineapple on pizza? Because I feel like Italians get triggered by pineapple on pizza. <laughs> They do. Like, oh, oh, what's the matter? Why put a pineapple on it? Hey. All right. So Stieglitz and I follow a bunch of Italian American influencers on uh, and and meme accounts on Instagram that are just like the lowest base of humor, like just the worst jokes, (laughs) (laughs) like truly just like the worst, least funny jokes. And then we send them to each other and be like, wow, relatable. Yeah. And half of them are about like a pineapple on pizza and like grandma's crying and dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was I saw there's one TikTok where it was like, my my boy got me a Olive Garden gift certificate, and now we're not friends anymore. And that was the TikTok. That was the whole thing. Hell yeah! Then again, my family thought the Sopranos were awesome because whenever he opened the fridge and went, "Where's the gobble ghoul?" they were like, "That's just like how it was growing up." And I'm not being sarcastic. They said that <laughs> about that moment, and all my cousins and and aunts and uncles were like, "Yes, that's so funny. I love that." Which I love that too. We all love pondering, "Where's the gobble ghoul?" It's one of the biggest questions of the universe. <laughs> Where is the spiritual gobble ghoul, if you will? So another lyric in the song too is only hurts when I hurts when I pee. So uh, not a great day for this guy. (laughs) It affected him so much. It gave him gonorrhea. (laughs) Only hurts when he pees also just like, it's such a blase. Like, like, Oh, don't worry about it. It only hurts when I pee. Like, they're Joey, like, you broke your arm. Uh, that thing hurt on what? It's like, nah, I only want to pay. Like, sir, um, did you fuck this meal? Did you stick your penis into this beautiful Taco Bell meal? It's like, what? You're telling me you don't also get turned on by fine meats on your plate? Me and St. Thomas from the 1200s, we both get turned on by it. It's totally normal. Listen, in uh, the Catholic religion... You can't have uh, beef because uh, beef is too sexy, all right? <laughs> yeah, this that's whole why, song uh, is. That's why sorry. Jews don't eat pork. Too sexy? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> this whole song is what? This whole song is filled with just terrible imagery. Terrible imagery. Like, just disgusting, gross, vile imagery. Like, there's another lyric that's like, roll into my bed, which does consist of lice bugs and fleas and yellow mucus stained dirt vaseline toe jam and booger stomach acid worms that dance in sugared sludge i just love the idea of and booger uh that's also very dr seussian yeah Kurt like Cobain. stomach acid worms that dance in sugared sludge wow it's just like willy wonka which is not dr seuss i understand but uh, it, yeah. it's doc it's if dr seuss wrote willy wonka that's Ronald Dahl, son. Rolled. Get your Dahl. beloved rolled. 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 <laughs> Who's fucking get, parents? Get, Why? What's wrong with his parents? Why is his name rolled? Get your beloved children's authors correct. 
I gotta Google All Roald right. Dahl. Messi. <laughs> You're fucked what? up if your name is Roald. Sorry. He's beloved, but like, change your name, Roald. He's dead, alright? So feel ashamed. Damn. You killed him with your hate. <laughs> alright, so I'm just gonna pick the entirety of the song Sliver, which okay. is also a non album single, which hashtag some hot non album singles in your neighborhood. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know why I talk the way I do. Uh, So the song Sliver. Basically, it's a short song where the the story of the song is a a child or a disgruntled teen, but I'm going to assume it's a child gets dropped off at his grandma's, grandpa's, grandparents' house and just wants to go home. So the opening verse is, when mom and dad went to a show... They dropped me off at Grandpa Joe's. I kicked and screamed, said, please don't go. Then the chorus comes in, which is just grandma, take me home. Grandma, take me home. Grandma, take me home. All right. So then other parts of the song are like, all right, then he's forced to eat dinner there and he has mashed potatoes and he couldn't really chew his meat that well. Then later his grandma's like, why don't you stop your crying? Go outside and ride your bike. That's what I did. I killed my toe. So he got hurt riding his bike. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he has ice cream. He falls asleep and he watches TV and he wakes up in his mom's arms. Right? It's like, great. He's finally in his mom's arms. Happy but, ending. Very happy ending. But there's just something so funny about this song that's just like from the perspective of an eight-year-old or whatever who does not want to be at his grandma's house and is just shouting to be taken home. Because that's relatable. I feel like you know, I have a memory yeah. of that age, mm-hmm. like me too, being super young and being dropped off at my grandparents' house, being like, "I want to go home. I want to go home." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually gonna say, like, I don't always relate to Nirvana lyrics. There are a couple of songs here and there that I do, but this one particularly is relatable. I definitely have memories of like being dropped off at grandma's, like my my parents go, like when I was very young, my parents going away on vacation and stuff. And just being like, I don't want to be here. Like, I want to go home. Yeah. Kids are little shits. Can't enjoy their grandparents. This kid's having a fucking great day. All right. So this kid got dropped off of the house. That's fine. That's a normal thing. Mm -hmm. Then he eats dinner. He gets mashed potatoes and stuff like that. You mean good foods? (laughs) Great, delicious, nutritious, fun foods. He had meat as well. A fucking lusty ass meat that's great then later he gets to ride a bike and then he has ice cream and he watches tv like that is a full glorious day for this child and the whole time he just wants to go home (laughs) ungrateful brad um great talking about like great vibes of i love a lyric like mashed potatoes and stuff like that (laughs) i love I love Kurt Cobain heavily growling in his like Kurt voice about how he had ice cream. Yeah. Uh, what a vibe. <laughs> I couldn't chew my meat too good. Like, just what a great thing to put in a song. There's like, this is a fun thing to quote whenever you're just like not in a good mood or you're just like kind of bored or something like you're, or you're in a place <laughs> you don't want to be or you're like waiting at a doctor's office. You're just like, grandma, take me home. <laughs> yeah. It's you also know, reminds it's, me of it, talking it, about food in a, in a, a like growly voice of that system of a down song we did about pepperoni pizza. Mm-hmm. 
what was that one again what was it called it was called uh it was called chicken stew where he talks about opening the fridge and yeah. the butter is getting hard but yeah. he just growls it and the most butter is getting hard yeah yeah it's like that stuff uh, like that grandma take me home should be our generation's serenity now when you're sitting you just go grandma take me home i was thinking about this lyric thinking about how this child is in a good situation he just wants to to go somewhere else right he's he's suffering he doesn't want to be there anymore and i thought wow what a poignant poignant feeling when you're you could be enjoying the stuff that's in front of you but you just gotta have grandma take you home huh that's all you want and I was like, how relatable. And you and I were texting about this lyric mm-hmm. at, about Grandma Take Me Home. And I wrote something to you that I thought was really dumb that I just wanted to say on the podcast, which was just the idea of like so like a spiritual guru talking to this child, talking about the situation. And all I wrote to you was, when there is suffering, there is the childlike desire for Grandma to relocate one's physical body an internal egoic spirit to one's residential domicile. Wouldn't you agree, Andrew? One day after Earth, uh, like a thousand years from now, Earth is blown up. Or maybe like next year. I don't know. They will find relics of past societies. And the Lyric Boys will be one of those relics. And they'll read this and they'll be like, these men must have been their gods. And they will listen and be like, this is how we should live our life. Grandma, take me home. That's what I think. Hell yeah. Can you give me your final Nirvana lyric? The audience wants it. I want it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, it's come to this, hasn't it? Uh, Yeah. My final Nirvana lyric was hard to pick. Because there mm-hmm. are so many. We can do like three parts, just like a lot of bands that we do. Um, but I ultimately chose the song Scentless Apprentice from the album In Utero, uh, one of the most famous Nirvana songs. Scentless Apprentice sounds like someone who can really train to be a great sanitation expert, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boom. I would love. If you work in waste management, please DM us. I love a nice custodian who was a scentless apprentice. Uh, The lyric is, like most babies smell like butter. His smell smelled like no other. He was born scentless and senseless. He was born a scentless apprentice. And then every wet nurse refused to feed him. Electrolytes smell like semen. I promise not to tell your perfumed secrets. There are countless formulas for pressing flowers. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of those where it's like, I don't know. I but don't also, know. um, I don't think that most babies smell like butter. So that was something of- I just felt like we should say. Kurt Cobain maybe struggled with a sense of smell. Uh, because if he was holding an infant and he said, this smells like butter. Uh, that's alarming. Here, meet your uh, nephew. Hold him in your arms for the first time. Oh, man, this thing smells like butter. <laughs> All right, give us back that nephew, please. <laughs> and so, never hold him again. 
Um, and he's slippery like butter too. Am I right? <laughs> I dropped the baby before a joke and everyone gets mad at me. What's up? I'm just trying to be a fun uncle. Fun <laughs> uncle dropped the baby once and whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like the, the, um, the, the person from the song in bloom with the last like four Nirvana lyrics that we've done. Cause I, I was enjoying listening to the songs, but I don't understand any of it. And I looked at the lyrics and I, and I went to college and I learned to read and I learned to write <laughs> and I still do not understand them. All right. So yeah, we're not, ex- we're not that stupid. We have bachelor's degrees <laughs> from like a good university. So Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on here. There's street smart and there's textbook smart. And I guess we are um, <laughs> none of those. <laughs> yeah. So Kirk Cobain clearly loves talking about gross ass things. Yeah. I feel like he like thinks it's funny to put that in a song, especially because the, the songs became so famous that he's like, what if yeah. I just like put the grossest imagery? Yeah. Especially because I guess with hair metal, if you're thinking of this as like after hair metal, hair metal wasn't about like butter or oatmeal pizza or cloudy puss or uh, any of these other things. So, you know, but um, there's also every wet nurse refused to feed him. I could just imagine like the spawn of Satan being passed around and everyone being like, nah. Like, I don't, I'm not going to feed that baby. That baby is fucking red and has horns and a fucking tail and a little trident. Mm-mm-mm. Or maybe the baby really did smell like butter and every nurse is like, I can't fucking deal with this. I'm, I can't even, I can't hold your baby to feed him. He smells like straight up Breakstone's unsalted butter. All right. You want to hit me with your fifth lyric? Yeah, I guess I do. All right. So my fifth lyric comes from the song Dumb on the album in utero Mm -hmm. so the lyric is i'm not like them but i can pretend the sun is gone but i have a light the day is gone the day is done but i'm having fun i think i'm dumb then the chorus is or maybe just happy think i'm just happy think i'm just happy think i'm just happy all right so let's just pull the day is done, but I'm having fun. I think I'm dumb or maybe just happy. It, it is a vibe, right? It's like, I shouldn't be happy, but I am happy. So that must mean I'm fucking idiotic. Because what's there to be happy about when fucking we've got lusty ass cows walking around and making all <laughs> our teens horny? That is uh, the, the absolute most number one thing to be sad about is these fucking thick cows... Mm. Walking around with their honking meat, swinging udders. Yeah, they got six udders. That's too many. <laughs> I spe- don't get me started on a steak, just like an actual like medium rare steak. Kids just fucking go crazy for crazy horny for that. <laughs> yeah, but so I do feel like I've heard people like say this kind of stuff non ironically, and I almost feel like this lyric might be slightly non ironic, but like. The, there's like people you meet in college it's like the only type of person who can be happy is a dumb fucking idiot cause oh there are so many people pain. that I've met in BU like that hell yeah Boston University heard mm-hmm. of it we have yeah that's a definitely vibe I would like see in college too mm-hmm. 
where it's like, what are you smiling about, fucking dumbass? Just because you're watching an Adam Sandler movie and it's funny, you think you can laugh and have a good time? Well, you can't because the rainforest is fucking being destroyed, King. <laughs> yeah, I hate that that uh, people base their personality sometimes on just feeling like superior, like I'm smarter than you, therefore I'm sadder than you, and therefore I'm better than you. Although I don't necessarily think that, that that is what Kurt is saying here. I think that he's depressed. Yeah. And he's saying I'm not like them because he's like I can't be happy because I'm depressed. <laughs> but so a lot a lot darker. But there is that type of person who's not necessarily struggling with like a clinical mental illness and they're just struggling with the illness of straight up I'm fucking better than you bro because like I fucking read a book and like the environment is going to shit and like capitalism is like bad and shit and it's like bro we're all fucking slaves to the system like fucking wake up sheeple <laughs> there's also uh, just that vibe there's like the type of person who's always just like what are you laughing about what are you smiling about they just my, can't have uh, anyone laughing or smiling in their vicinity. My seventh grade uh, science teacher called me smiley because I would smile a lot. Oh, hell yeah. And that is when my spirit started to be crushed. You're like, what do you got a problem with? Yeah, I'm smiley. So what? I'm having a good time. Science fucking rocks. Now yeah. show me. Let me dissect this frog and friggin' be giddy ass shit, all right? If you're a teacher, wouldn't you rather have a smiley kid than, like, a moody, depressed one? Because I was a smiley kid. Yeah. <laughs> You'd rather have a smiley kid than I could think of other options of things you wouldn't want in a school in these times. <laughs> so a smiley boy, a smiley kid, a smile child who loves to learn, that's what we're in it for, right? You're talking about, that's like, a why cow. We teach. You don't want, like, a, a straight-up... Thick ass fucking honking utter cow walking through those schools. Kids go Just crazy. Everybody starts trying which... to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> another thing about this song is it also has the phrase, I'm not like them. Mm-hmm. Which you sometimes hear people who are like kind of like uh trying to be like different, who are like, I'm not like those those other people. I'm different. Mm-hmm. And and you know those other people they laugh and have a good time, but I sit and I brood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I brood, and that makes me special and unique. I watched an inconvenient truth. Okay, I'm not yeah. like them. Yeah. And uh, son, yeah, you are. You're like them. Don't we exist all in this uh, earth together, <laughs> occupying the same time and space? Then boy, we got so much in common. You just like them. I want you to put out like a spiritual self-help tape, but in that voice for like ten hours, just be like. You don't know how badly I do want to do that. I think the idea of like one of those Italian American influencers that we talk about, or like a gruff yeah. macho man being a spiritual self-help guru that like gives actually good advice is hilarious to me. It's like, bro, like maybe that guy who cut you off in traffic, like. He's got stuff going on and it's not an affront to you. Maybe he didn't even see you. So, bro, like, take that middle finger out of the air, stop honking, stop shouting, and think, like, man, I wish that Honda Civic happiness. Consider this all we are is love. We are the physical embodiment of love and spiritualities. 
And if you're going to go around creating hates and creating bad things, bad vibes, that's like opening the fridge and eating a rotten gobble ghoul. Why you got to go do that? I love it. Preview my new audio book. Tommy Tadino reads spiritual. (laughs) I do think this needs to be a thing that we do. We'll we'll sidebar, right? This is our music podcast, but uh, we'll sidebar. We're going to do another podcast of these two characters, (laughs) the most obnoxious people on the planet that nobody will want (laughs) to listen to for more than five seconds. But it's like really good advice. It's like Oprah's favorite thing. We read like actual like passages from the Bible and like discuss them not in a funny way, like in a way that's just like, damn. All right. So fucking Leviticus. Am I right? Goofy ass name, but big ass meaning. (laughs) (laughs) So God was testing Job. But what that actually means is that you're going to be tested a lot in life and you, you have to be stronger than that. (laughs) All right. I think I'm dumb. Or maybe just happy. You can be dumb and happy, or you can be happy, I guess. I don't know. What am I trying to say? I think you're trying to say it's time to make our own Nirvana lyrics. Oh, yeah. That's what I was trying to say. So, Lyric Boys, Content Hounds. If you've been a content hound for a while, you know what's you know what this is. If you're new, if you stumbled upon this podcast, and if you're having a good time because you made it this far, this is the part of the podcast where me and Andrew Boy over there, we improvise our own version of nirvana lyrics like so basically we write a made-up nirvana song or a made-up nirvana lyric that we think fits their vibe so that's what we're gonna do we're gonna take a little second we'll be back this is completely off the dome you gotta trust us okay hello we're back we took like a, this was a short one. We wrote these really fast. I feel like we only took a, like forty five seconds to write these uh, made up Nirvana lyrics, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to read them. Yeah, I tried to go with. Uh, I feel like Kurt Cobain has a lot of like specifics in his lyrics, where it's just mm-hmm. like random like nouns and verbs that you're like, that's not a weirdly specific choice, like a baby that smells like butter. So that's kind of what I tried to channel here. All right, we got the buttery baby song by Andrew. <laughs> Uh, you want to go? I want you to go. You're, right, you're just talking go. about channeling the right. energy. I want to. I want to see what it's like. My song is called. Uh, um, my call. My song is called Slap. All right. And it goes: Slap myself silly with this grass that I grew. Spit blood from my mouth, and my teeth fell out too. Cut up my eggs with a two-pronged fork. Slap my own ass because I feel like a dork. <laughs> slap, slap my own ass like a because I feel like a dork is just anthemic. <laughs> I feel like that's the type of thing that like you get in trouble at school and, the, and your stupid seventh grade teacher that says stop smiling yells at you and you'll just yell like you walk out the room, you slap your ass, you turn around and you say slap my own ass because I feel like a dork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, a vibe. That's a vibe. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Two-pronged fork, though. I don't like that. A two-pronged fork. Yeah, it's, it's it conveys a sense of like uh, discomfort, right? It's like why? Like, also, cut up my eggs. I don't think that anybody would would do that anyway. So it's just like yeah, a we weird... just pop them in whole, <laughs> like, a, like a normal person. I'm picturing fried eggs. You know the way that eggs taste good. I'm picturing oh. boiled 
<laughs> Hard boiled eggs. Just pop them in. And Just suck it right in. All right. So my song is called Bed Sheets. Mm, okay. And I'm just trying to channel the grossness of Nirvana. Okay. Milky wet sheets covered in fresh deet. Roll around and lay in it. Bugs can die. Bugs be gone. Tired of bites. Tired of mites. Want to stop being itchy. Then I'll be less bitchy. Grandma, take me home. <laughs> oh, call back to another. Back. So what is deet? DEET is a form of insect repellent that is just very strong. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. All right. You're rolling around in DEET. Uh, I like it. I like that. Deet, that yeah. Also known as N diethylmetatolamide. Also called DEET. Yep. All right. We're calling it DEET. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most common ingredient insect repellent. All right. So, yeah, it's, a, it's about bed bugs. Bed bugs, which is a gross thing. Gross thing. That I could see Nirvana singing about. Mm-hmm. And like the image of rolling around in it, you know. Gross. Yeah, I don't like it. Grandma's got bed bugs. <laughs> Grandpa's at Hardee's. <laughs> Grandpa's <laughs> trying to fuck the. He goes to Carl's Jr. He's like, Where's the hot broads at? This cashier's not hot. It's a 16 year old boy with acne. <laughs> I love the idea of him saying that out loud and the 16-year-old boy being like, sir, that hurts. <laughs> what would you like? I'm on proactive, God. The 16-year-old boy is like, wow, it sounds like you got a lot of stress and trauma. I want to send you this podcast that's two Italian-American influencers <laughs> who speak about spirituality. It's really good. Yeah. It's the wow. kind of thing that the grandpa would like too. <laughs> the Lyric Boys is a podcast that uh, is a dense text. All right, it requires uh, textual analysis as deep as the textual analysis we give these lyrics. Am I right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we've we've made our own lyrics. We've covered ten Nirvana lyrics. There's not much for us to do except say, fellas, <laughs> people living at home, it's time. It's time for me to tell you to subscribe and follow this podcast again. Because once again, we love it. It's uh, it, it's like the thing that it's like our big thick honking cow. All right, mm. <laughs> <laughs> when you subscribe and follow this podcast, we. Well, you don't want to know. So please do that. And also, we if you want to keep the conversation going, we are on social media. We're on TikTok and, and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And we're mostly on Instagram. So if you want to DM us and say, hey, um, you guys got uh, some good ideas, but lots of problems. We're there. We're there to respond. So we'll be there and we'll, we look forward to chatting with you folks and that's also where we post like clips and things and uh we love clips we love things so that's all i gotta say about that andrew you got anything to say just that if you want to hear some new and sexy music uh i make it it's not really sexy but it is new and uh it's at freelancer on Bandcamp and also soundcloud and soon to be uh other places i guess probably We'll see. That's it. <laughs> I love how you say 
other pla places maybe. It's it's like as if you don't have free will. <laughs> Wherever the universe takes me, okay? I am be like the water. Do not resist. If my music ends up on another platform, then that's great. And if not, bro, that's life. All right, so we wish you the best, best weeks. We'll be back next Monday with another fun episode. And hey, we just hope you don't get stuck at your grandparents' house this weekend. That's what we wish. 